Garrett Wynn Davies is a Welsh Canadian actor who has starred in numerous plays, movies, and television shows since his debut in 1977. We met Mr. Davies in September of 2023 and completely lost our minds. After we came to, we had one goal in mind watch everything he has ever been in so that next time we're ready. How has this man made a career out of making out on screen? Will this be enough to help us make it through the next meeting still conscious? This isn't a podcast. It's an inoculation. Hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Meg. And this is Gare Can Get It. This week's episode, The Russian Ballet. <laughs> Just the Russian Ballet, Meg? I'm look. I'm trying to be classy this week's episode, and not and not just say this week Garen tights <laughs> that dick, right? I'm trying to be classy. <laughs> if they gave awards for makeouts on screen or stage, this guy would get a lifetime achievement. He'll find any excuse to get right to sucking face. You honestly wouldn't believe it. Dissecting each and every kiss with tongue. <laughs> um, we have a podcast called Gare Can Get It. I think Classy has flown the building, kind of like Nick. It um, whooshed. That is, it whooshed. <laughs> that is Classy. That has is whooshed. fair and accurate. I mean, look, we. <laughs> the main selling point of this episode, and I'm going to just go on a limb and say this entire TV series, is mm. uh, Gare and Tights that one time. But, like. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, otherwise, it feels this is like just it. not yeah. a great show. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> This weekend, Garrett can get it. Dat dick, dat ass, dim tights. Yeah, it feels like they couldn't decide if this was a sitcom or like a a weekly serialized drama. And so they ended up with like a drama com that was not... I didn't... How did you even get drama out of this other than... Well, you know, I, it, I was, mean, it, it was like, Russia? are we a procedural? Are we a sitcom? I don't know. We're it kind doesn't of really funny. succeed as anything. Yeah, yeah. It's so just so to tell everyone what the hell we're talking about. We are discussing a TV show called Diamonds, and I'm saying the name very particularly for a reason, which I'll explain to you in like 12 seconds. But the TV show itself is called Diamonds. This episode is season two, episode three, Leap of Faith. It's from December 1988. So the reason that I'm saying the name of the show very clearly over and over is because even the premise of this thing is so convoluted that it's a little hard to keep straight. But I'm going to do my best for both of us so we can get to Gare wearing tights, which is what we are all here for. So Yes. Okay. So <laughs> the premise of the show is that there are two actors called Michael and Christina and that they were, at some point in the semi-recent past, they were actors on a TV show which was called two of diamonds so again the real show that you like if you're googling this the real show is diamonds the fake show within that show is two of diamonds because this <laughs> they didn't want to be helpful like at all so no. in that fake tv show michael and christina they play husband and wife pis so they are not actually married in real life but on this fake tv show their characters are married following good yes okay more convoluted so that tv show then gets canceled <laughs> They then get, so they get married at some point, and I'm not clear on whether they get married in real life 
before the show gets canceled or after, but like at some point they get married and their show gets canceled and then they get divorced. So like in whatever order, they are now divorced. So then they become real life PIs for reasons. I don't know. I guess because yeah, they no, figured they like played They played PIs them so, so well could... on TV. Yeah, sure, yeah. I guess. So then they are divorced real life PIs who played married fake PIs. They are <laughs> living together in this sort of Victorian house that like, I don't know if they couldn't pay the set dresser, but there's like one lamp and one table in this entire set. <laughs> it is the most abandoned there's looking. There's a chair. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. There's a chair because Gare sits on it at one point. So, yeah. um, and they, it's like not just like an office, it's like a full on house and they both appear to live there. So they live there together, even though they're divorced. They also run their PI agency off of like the ground floor. Their real life PI agency is also called Two of Diamonds. So the real life PI agency and the fake TV show are Two of Diamonds. The real TV show is Diamonds. Keeping up? Good. Let's go. Yes. It's not. Why? Why is it so convoluted? So the like, there's only four characters in this entire TV show. There's um, Mike and Christina, the actors, the former actors who are now PIs. And I, it appears the the vibe I got was that they both want to become actors again. I think he he wants it more than she wants it, but they both want to go back to being actors. But, like, they feel like they can be PIs in the meantime, which, like, how is that a fallback career, like, in the meantime? Anyways, whatever. It doesn't have to make sense. Yeah, it's fine. So there's the two of them. They're PIs. Then Mike's cousin Lou is a police officer. He's got kind of like a skanky vibe, like a skanky from Forever Night vibe, like a little bit. Um, he appears to be the only competent person in this entire TV show. <laughs> so I appreciated Lou. I liked Lou. So we have Cousin Lou. Um, and it's it seems like one of those like mutually beneficial relationships, sort of like Mike helps Lou out with cases and Lou helps Mike out with his PI cases that'll help him become a TV star again. Yeah. I don't know. Uh. So we've got Cousin Mike, and then we have a former special effects guy whose name I never learned, and I've watched this episode three times. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I thought he was Russian the first two times. He's not Russian. <laughs> he just has, like, sort of a thick, I don't, what would you describe that accent? Like, I, like sort of New York? Yeah, it's, I don't know. they're trying to have, like a, like, a Northeastern, like, Boston, New York accent, but it just comes off as... Um, weird it sounded eastern european the first like three times and then i was like no it's like what a person in canada thinks a new englander sounds like <laughs> what it sounds like first off rude second <laughs> off accurate okay i mean it's fine i've made fun of canadian accent plenty and i know i sound terrible but i'm also not on tv getting paid to do it so that is true we mock for free and for love yes so um, I don't know what his name is. It doesn't really matter. But he's the former special effects guy from their PI TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, if they need costumes or smoke bombs, he helps them with costumes and smoke bombs. That's kind of yeah, that's that's, his deal. Yeah, sounds accurate. Um, the other thing to know about the show is I have read online, like in Wikipedia, I think, that this is one of the first shows, like, filmed in Canada that actually acknowledges that it's in Canada. But that does not happen in this episode. Because no. in this episode, they just keep saying... This country, this country, this country, like over and over again in a weird way that like feels very much like we can't let Americans know the show is in Canada because then they won't watch it anymore. Like it was <laughs> it was one of those things where like it just got more and more obvious and like creepy every time they said it like here in this country, we believe in freedom. And I'm like, you're just you're giving me the heebie-jeebies like it's creepy. <laughs> the HJs. Um, <laughs> the HJs. Oh, my God. I forgot about Call that back. one episode of um, 
um, Littlest Hobo. How can anyone ever forget the Littlest Hobo, Meg? No, I, no, I, like, in my head, it goes, The Littlest Hobo never forgets about you. <laughs> he cares. The Littlest Hobo believes in all he of us. cares about you. I, like, the Littlest Hobo, so, like, the one where he um, goes to the circus and solves financial um, fraud, like, insurance fraud, I love that episode so much. But the one with the HJ where it's just like the university and they're trying to like get a spot in a dorm and it takes two episodes and they're both like doing stuff with their moms yeah. or their moms and dads. I was just like, what even the fuck is this? What aired on television. This is. Yeah. Oh, no. And so did this Diamonds episode. This this show was also kind of rough. So we're going to get through. We're going to get through it together. Yes, okay. So um, but before we go forward. So the actor who plays Mike. So like the main male lead of the show who. Um, it's like a will they want they thing with Christina. I think that's one of the other things going. So they both want to become actors again, and then it's like, will their relationship happen again? Is like a third, like a C plot for every episode. <laughs> but this main because it's like it's it's weird. It's like it's sort of like the way that they treat Natalie sometimes on Forever Night, yeah. where it's like you know that these two characters are meant by the showrunners to be like the will they won't they. Yeah. But it seems like every every um, they forget about it. They forget about the will they won't they until every like fifteenth episode, and they're like, oh, we haven't talked about this in a while. Let's just. Oh yeah, we gotta poke him with that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's there's like two lines in this that make you think like oh maybe maybe they're maybe this couple is meant to get together again kind of but it's like a C plot but anyways the actor who plays this guy this Mike um, character the main character is called Nicholas Campbell and we will see him in the future in an episode of Republic of Doyle that Garrett pops up in so like uh, everybody he's yeah. coming back yep um, and he is much less um, a lot in Republic of Doyle <laughs> I feel like his character is like is like kind of mobster adjacent like a newfoundland-ish mobster yeah um and even with a newfoundland accent which like it's one of those accents that i feel like everyone in canada makes fun of so it's one of those accents that like you have to you have to play it kind of gently if you play it too hard it sounds offensive but even doing an accent and even being like a mobster still less a lot than he is in this episode (laughs) but he's the lead which is unfortunate but anyway he's a good actor i don't i'm not saying that he's a bad actor i'm just saying the show i get why the show is a lot so yeah this show is so fucking much. Okay, so we now have the premise of this bullshit insane, insane, insane show that I can't even, it's giving me, I can't even say insane. It's that crazy. <laughs> so it starts off with Christina wanting to go and see the state ballet of Pinsk. And I, I know I just like, I haven't even started this episode. I'm going to pause for a second to say, I don't know that the writers knew that Pinsk was a real place. <laughs> because that is kind of the vibe that this whole show gets. Like Pinsk is in Belarus. And I know that because I looked it up, not because I'm smart. I looked it up. It's in Belarus, which is also where Minsk is. But I feel like the whole vibe of this episode is like they were sort of vaguely aware that the Soviet Union was a place. They didn't really have a lot of details. (laughs) They didn't need a lot of details. They were fine just going forward with what they thought they had heard once on the radio. And so they call it the State Ballet of Pinsk. And it feels like they thought they were making up a place without knowing that Pinsk was a real place. Anyways, so she wants to go and see the ballet because... World famous male ballerina Grigory Gerasimov, whose name will be pronounced seventeen different ways. Yeah, so I'm just nope. gonna say Gerasimov because that's the one I chose. Um, <laughs> that Grigory Gerasimov, it is his first appearance in quote this country. Yeah. Because again, we can't name the country that we're in. So he's world famous. It's the first time he's gonna come to this country, which is actually Canada. Um, and she's like, I need to see this guy. Uh, and I know why. So anyways, <laughs> so she <laughs> This would bring me back to the ballet, and I have no real affinity. Like, I like the opera. I have no real affinity for the ballet, but, like, this makes me reconsider the ballet, mm. frankly. 
So um, she's like, please come with me. And Mike is like, oh, whatever. But the football game is on. So he, do you remember when you had like Walkman, Walkmans that had like the radio inside of them, which I feel like maybe our younger listeners are not going to understand that. But a Walkman is where you put your audio cassette tape. um, And some of them, the fancier ones also had the ability to like let you listen to the radio at the same time, like not at the same time as you were listening to your cassette, but like through your little device. Yeah. Yeah. You could also listen to the radio. So he, um, they're, they're in a taxi cab. They're going to the ballet. He's listening to the football game on the car radio of the taxi. And then when he gets out, he has his Walkman and the Walkman has a little radio. And so he's listening to it um, while sitting there at the fucking ballet. And like, first off, you're here to see a Garrett performance. Fucking respect. Show some goddamn respect. Res- yeah. Show some respect. Yeah. So she's like, and also like, in a, like even in real life. Also, you're there with your not wife. Yeah. I mean, get it together. He's like, well, but the show with the game was on. Okay. Fucking rude. Rude. Go and like check the newspaper later. It'll tell you the score. Yeah, Come on, dickhead. Anyways, so she's like, just just fucking go. Just go. So um, she sends him out to the lobby bar, which I kind of forgot lobby bars were a thing. So that was fun. So she sends him out there. Um, she wants to see Grigory Garasimov. And like, it's, you know, maybe it's better that you don't have like a man that you've ever had a relationship with next to you when you watch Grigory Garasimov dance. Maybe, maybe that's a personal moment just for you. Correct. Yes. Gyrate on stage in tight white tights. <laughs> So um, they show it's so aren't they blue? This was the argument we had last time, too. <laughs> I see them as white and you see them as blue. This is true. So the so this TV show was not popular enough to be uh, saved by anybody <laughs> that has, let's say, the legal rights to save it. If you know what I'm saying, if you catch what I'm laying down. So um, thankfully, someone um, uploaded a VH, a copy from their own personal VHS tape onto YouTube. So it includes all the commercials from the time, which is like a treasure. personally very exciting for me. Yeah. I love old timey commercials. They're, it's a treasure. Yeah. They're my favorite. So, but it is it is a um, VHS recording from the television that was then like scanned into YouTube that was then like up digitized, I guess. So like the quality is what you would expect. So like even colors, like I'm pretty sure his tights are blue. You're pretty sure his tights are white. They could be a third different color. Like the quality <laughs> is not is not there. So we're just, we're going for like shapes, <laughs> shapes and sounds and stuff. So we're doing the best we can, but it is still, even with, even with how blurry this is, like we're going to get there in a second, but like even with how blurry this is, the tights that they put this man in, I can't, I was, <laughs> I was shocked and astounded, even how blurry and like how little you can see. The blurriness is for us all. Yeah. The things that I could see, the the blurriness was saved us so we didn't go blind. Yeah. It was it was a, this was on television during the daytime. Astounding. Anyways, anyways, I'm getting distracted by the dick we haven't seen yet. So yeah. <clears throat> So she's sitting by herself um in in the audience of the ballet. And so we get to actually see part of the ballet. And what I thought was really kind of cool is you you see part of this ballet you see the like you see this male dancer and this female dancer and they're like they're doing their ballerina moves. Yeah. I thought at first, because of how blurry this is, that it was actually Gare. And I was like, holy shit, he can do ballet. He can do everything. <laughs> Turns out, no. Turns out, no. So it is the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, this is definitely him. And then the second and third time, because I've had to watch this three times to take my notes. The second and third time, I realized that this actor, uh, this ballerina, this male ballerina is a white male human being, but like otherwise looks nothing like Gare. Like I think his <laughs> hair color is even not the same. But the first time, because of how blurry it was, I, I believed. I was like, oh my God, he's a ballerina too. He can do everything. So, um, and not only are these just like rando ballerinas, these are famous Canadian ballerinas, Frank Augustin and Marie-Christine Mui. 
or possibly Muis, M-O-U-I-S, and he's Augustin, A-U-G-U-S-T-Y-N, if you care. He wrote, um, he wrote a memoir, I found out, because I was, like, researching him. He's, like, he's, like, um, Mikhail Baryshnikov famous. He's, like, super, super fucking famous. And they had him on the worst goddamn TV show I've ever seen in my life. But, like, I, so, anyways, I was really, I was really impressed that they, like, that they had the, the forethought to, like, get an actual male ballerina and have him, like, do his, his moves on yeah. there. I, I thought it was kind of cool. So, Anyway, so um, we had to see, like, just a tiny little bit of ballet. Um, and then we see – so he's only in the first – he's only going to be in the first act. So, like, Christina is already pissed off that she's had to spend part of the first act bitching at her ex-husband to watch the ballet, and she's missed a bunch of gear. So Gear goes on. He does his little tiny dance. Um, he comes off the stage. He has what I can only describe as black swan eye makeup, which, again, I somehow did not notice the first two times I watched and then only saw the third time. Um, which will become later it'll become important in like two two minutes but like it's important to know that he comes off stage and he's got his hair slicked all the way back flat to his head and he's got the giant black swan eye makeup the like I used my black crayon and I went all the way from my eyebrow to the to my eyelashes and then like also all the way to my temples like yeah. just black okay um, if you can see it on a CRTV like that tells you how immense this makeup is just huge so he comes off he comes off stage he wants to defect to Canada. I'm sorry, to this country. Yeah, this country. Yeah. With his sister, Anna. <laughs> and Anna is also in the ballet. I think she's supposed to be the ballerina played by Marie-Christine Mouy. I think it's supposed to be like brother and sister are dancing out there. But like, it's so blurry. It's I can't tell. But anyway, she's there in the same ballet. They're performing together. So he wants to defect to Canada with her. Um, and he figures, that, okay, I'll go and I'll do my first act because that's the only act I'm in. And then I'll go and grab her and we'll like. We'll dip. Yeah. Run down the street and we'll go to the embassy or whatever. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure out. So after he gets off stage after the first act, he's like, where's my sister? I can't find her. And then he finds out from some other girl ballerina that their KGB handler, Vladimir Takovich, got her first. So we don't know where Takovich is. We don't know where Anna is. We know that they're together and gone. And Gare's like, oh, shit. So he panics. <laughs> and somehow he runs from backstage out front into the lobby where the lobby bar is where Mike is, which doesn't even, like, physically make any kind of sense. <laughs> but, like, again, this show isn't even concerned with, like, I don't know, matters yeah, of space no, and time. They don't. It no. doesn't care. So somehow he pops up in the lobby. He's like, oh. So um, Mike has left his coat. Mike is sitting at the bar, but he left his coat on, like, a couch, like, 20 feet away from himself for reasons yeah far away very far away so um gear who is running in only his ballerina outfit so the tights um and like kind of a poofy top and like the slick back hair and the black swan makeup uh and like no shoes or anything he he i guess realizes that if he's running down the street like that he's gonna look a little suspicious so he grabs mike's coat which is just like a trench coat and i'm like a guy in tights and a trench coat is like no less suspicious (laughs) than a guy only in tights do you know what i mean It's, it is almost, yeah, it looks like you're going to flash somebody, frankly. But whatever. <laughs> then the eye makeup does not help. But anyways, he like, he's like, yoink. And he runs down the street. And then the, the bartender at the lobby bar is like, uh, guys, got your coat. And Mike's like, what? And I'm like, are you already drunk? You've been here for like eight minutes. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> he <got> so <laughs> he's like, that guy yeeted down the street with your coat. And he's like, oh, what? So he turns around and he chases. He uh, runs down the street chasing, um, chasing Gare. And behind um, Mike is the KGB. So it's. Gare and then Mike and then KGB running down the street and they do that thing which is like my favorite thing where they um where it cuts back and forth between like um like classical music and then people running and then the classical music underscores the running yeah so it's just I don't know it's like a classier version of um yakety sax so I'm (laughs) I'm real simple so I like I like that a lot so they're like running to like super dramatic 
um, I keep wanting to say opera music, ballet music. They're running, they're running to like the classical music. They're running yeah. down the street. So Mike catches up to him at like as Gare is about to get into a taxi cab with Mike's coat. Um, and Mike's like, what, what is going on here? And he's like, we're being, we're being chased by the KGB. And he's like, what, seriously? And he's like, yeah, those like three Russian looking guys behind you are the KGB. <laughs> um, and he's, and then, um, Mike is like, are you defecting? And then Gary, Gary starts saying, yeah. And I'm like, bitch, that's German. Come on. It's <laughs> yeah. Da. Da is Russian. It is not. You are so close. You are so fucking close. I think he's going for da. He is going for da, but he says, yeah. 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 Yeah, Duh. he just. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I mean, I'm gonna give you a pass because you're wearing those tight tights and they're cutting off blood flow to your brain. Well, then he goes, "Are you serious?" And Gear goes, "Yeah," and he does his like charm <laughs> smile. He's like, "Yeah," I know. And you're like, oh, I know. He has dang to. It. Twenty seconds in, he has to. And then, but my favorite part is where Mike is like. He, so he's like, are you defecting? Yeah. Are you really defecting? Yeah. And then Mike is like, oh, do you play hockey? So actually, maybe it was a hockey game they were listening to earlier because we are in Canada. Oh, anyways, yeah, like sports. it could be hockey. That would make more sense because my people. But anyways, so he's like, do you play hockey? And I was like, you're being chased by the KGB. This guy stole your coat. They're about to get into it. You can't wait till you get inside the cab to ask him if he's going to be like your new favorite hockey player. Like, get in the fucking car, idiot. Anyways, my problem with this show, like, and you and I discussed this, I think, when we watched it. Um, like I don't know a while ago when we watched it is every character it feels like the show thinks they're smart but then you watch it and you're like you all seem like morons yeah do, do you know you're morons and the show doesn't know they're morons so it's like really frustrating no it doesn't know it feels sort of like so this was at least my experience reading the one Sarah J Maas book that I read um, <laughs> what, what's the first is it Akatar the first yeah, one Court right? of Thorns Akatar, and Roses. Right? yeah yeah so like my experience reading that was the characters don't seem to know they're dumb and the author doesn't seem to know they're dumb. But like reading this, they all seem like they were hit in the head with a brick. That's weird. It seems like one of the two of you should know whether they were hit in the head with a brick. Did I miss the brick scene? No, they're all just dumb. Yeah. That's what this show feels like. Do, um, uh, Diamonds just had that same vibe. I think the vibe they were going for was flamboyant but effective. Yeah, but they don't seem, they seem flamboyant, but they don't seem effective. They seem effective... I think the vibe we were going oh, no, for sure. was flamboyant but effective, but we just came off as dumb, flamboyant, dumb, real yeah. dumb. Yeah, yeah. I read so when I was um, I don't remember why I was googling the show. I think for like some more background information on it, and there was someone who had like a like an old timey GeoCities webpage where they were like reviewing. They were reviewing the show like as as a whole, like the entire series, and they oh, made okay. a comment like. Um, trying to describe the characters and they're like oh Christina is like super super smart and I was like seriously compared to what what was on television in the 80s with this <laughs> anyways well we didn't watch every episode they could have all been like mojo jojoed by Gare <laughs> in his tight blue white tights I <laughs> I I you know I will choose to believe that that everyone it was like what happened to us they met yeah. him and they all just got real dumb yeah yep for the entirety. Anyway, so he's... And they're like, this isn't getting better. We just got to go ahead and film. So let's just do this. <laughs> so uh, this whole episode... Like, it's not a bad episode. Like, we've watched worse things and we will watch worse things for this podcast. But, like, I don't I don't know why... I think it's just because everyone seems really dumb. This whole episode is just, like, it's frustrating. The characters seem dumb. The acting is good, but the characters seem dumb. Anyways, so he's like, um, are you going to play hockey? And they get into the car, into the taxi, and they drive back to Mike's office slash house. So anyways, they've abandoned Christina. Christina is still sitting there at the ballet. She has no idea this is happening. Yes. This will become a running theme through this episode. They just like forget that the human woman is there because <laughs> it's 1988, whatever. So anyways, they do their, yeah, their dramatic right. writing, classical music. They get in the car. They go to his office. 
Christina, um, after the ballet is over, um, which <laughs> I also Googled. I was like, how long is like an average ballet? Like, I don't. So like the ballet is probably like between like two and four hours, dependent. Like that seems like that's about how long most of them are. So like she has sat there. With, she thinks that he's been drinking for like three hours. She comes out of the lobby and there's nobody there. And like, it shouldn't be funny. It's like a little funny that she's just like, fucking what? Yeah, what it's a little funny. So, anyways, she, yeah. she's really pissed off, as I think all of us would be, that she went to the ballet. He left her to listen to the hockey game uh, and then fucked off and just never came back. So she gets into their house slash office. She's super pissed. She starts yelling at Mike and being like, first off, I had to yell at you for the first 10 minutes. So I missed a lot of the gear dancing. How dare you? I can't ever get that back. Second off, <laughs> like, like this was the only thing that he was ever going to be in. He's never been in this country before. Like, this was, like, a big, giant deal. Like, you abandoned me, and also you made me miss this thing that I was there for. Like, I'm, I'm mad at you. So she's like, rah, 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 and they play it, like, you know how, like, at every point in television history before, maybe, like, five minutes ago, if a woman complained, like, everyone on the show just rolls their eyes and don't care? That's kind of how they play it. So they all roll their yeah. eyes. So yeah. then he's like She's being hysterical. Yeah. Yeah. A woman who has feelings like shut that shit down. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, so he's kind of like, are you done? Are you done? OK. Like he's actually here. Grigory Gerasimov is here. <laughs> so then yeah. this is. Oh, you mean him? And he like yeah. comes out of the kitchen or whatever he's in. He comes out of the he comes out of the bathroom. He's got a towel around his neck. And I didn't understand this the first time. And then you were like, oh, his eye makeup is gone. So clearly he like went to the bathroom and like yeah, washed, washed off his, face. his full on yeah. <laughs> black swan, like Natalie Port. Was it Natalie Portman in black swan? Like the full on like yeah, Natalie Portman. cartoon makeup that he had on. Um, he comes out. He's leaning against the doorframe because just characteristic right away. Um, I did mark that this is yeah. 10 minutes in. I know this has taken us 45 minutes to talk about the first 10 minutes of the show, but like it is it is so frustrating. So he comes out of the bathroom. He's got a little towel around his neck. He's leaning against the, the doorway. Um, she sees him. And what happened to her is I think exactly what happened to us. But getting to watch it from the outside was also sort of painful because <laughs> I was like, oh, girl, I've been there. Because she sees him and goes, bring dead. Just gone. Like her, like her jaw fucking drops. <laughs> So um, he is standing there. He is not wearing the coat anymore. Like, he, I guess he gave it back to Mike. So he's wearing his ballet ensemble, his little outfit. He's got his tights on. And then the top is sort of like um, like Elizabethan, kind of. Like the big poofy shoulders. Yeah. And like, I don't know. Like, it's it's kind of, it looks like he could go and do a Shakespeare play. Um, but maybe he forgot his, um, his trunk hose, his little, like, shorts. Pants? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, I learned the word trunk hose for the last episode, so like I'm very I want to just use it all the time to show how smart I am now. So his little his little man his little man shorts. So like yeah. if you if you put trunk hose on this and set him out to do Shakespeare, like it would look it would look right. But this is this is no shorts, <laughs> no trunk hose, and that is a choice because these tights these tights are real tight. <laughs> even even with CRTV camera, these tights are so tight. Yeah, they're not. They're not hiding anything. And I was like, this was on television. No. Not leaving a lot to the imagination. Well, there, there's too much imagination. I was like, oh my, oh my God. This was on television during the daytime. This was a man that would go on to be interviewed by Playgirl. <laughs> Just saying. We need to um, record our special Patreon um, Playgirl episode, by the way. Like, I don't know. Maybe reading the yeah. article? I don't know. Just something. Because he has dramatic reading do we both own the playgirl article you're goddamn right we do yeah yeah and um everything in there yeah you have the digital and the physical copy i have two copies of it because i'm a real fucking weirdo (laughs) like 
Well, I couldn't. I couldn't wait okay, for. Sorry, the, I do, I derailed you. I, no, you're fine. I. I mean, look. So much nineties. Just so that much. whole just that whole magazine. I, I didn't think I could be shocked, so I'm like a little bit pleased that I can still be shocked. But like the things I saw in that magazine, <laughs> I can't unsee. It changes you, it and I don't. No one will ever explain you. it to me. <laughs> And it's like the college yes. boy edition. Okay, it's fine. No, no, we're gonna save this. We gotta save this for the Patreon. It's fine. It was the yeah. yeah. Anyways, that so please pay it like a dollar for the Patreon or whatever, and listen to us go through that magazine. Which I am just I'm glad I'm just glad that mine wasn't like sticky when I got it. Frankly, anyways, back to Garrett. Um, he's wearing <laughs> the tiniest tights I've ever seen in my whole goddamn fucking life. This woman goes absolutely brain dead. He doesn't have his scary swan like makeup on anymore. He leans against the corner of the door. He's got a little towel on and he kisses her hand while making full eye contact. And she basically just, it becomes comatose. I've never, I've never yeah. seen that because I lived yeah. that basically is what happened. We know what that feels like from the inside. Yeah. So I, I yeah. don't know if that was acting or he just came out in his tights and she just, she went to the white room that we all go to when Garrett, when Davies <laughs> says hello and you don't have a choice. It doesn't matter if you're attracted to him or not. It doesn't matter. He says hello and your brain just goes, nope. And just leaves, <laughs> just fucking leaves. So she's staying there going, uh, he is doing, God bless him. He is doing, it is a full on Robin Williams Russian accent. And I'm going to explain that a little bit because when Robin Williams used to in a stand-up do, he like did Russian accents a lot for whatever reason, I guess because it was the 80s and I feel like that was just a thing. It is not a bad Russian accent. That's not what I mean when I call it a Robin Williams Russian accent. It is just big. It is very, very big. And like, do I believe that there are like actual Russian people that like have that accent? Absolutely. Like it is a, it's a good accent. Like it's fine. It's better than my Russian accent, yeah. which is to say it's, it's good. But like, it is so goddamn huge and those tights are so goddamn tight and he's kissing the woman's hand and there's like a lot <laughs> happening. There's just there's just yeah. a lot coming in all at once. It's hard. You had a beautiful lady. <laughs> <laughs> you won't get there. And so, he's, he's doing the like flirt, the flirt face too. The like, mm-hmm. Maybe that's what it is. It's because Hi. he's doing the full on Garrett Wynn Davies patented uh, flirt until the woman uh, goes like brain dead. The I see you. The I see you face. But he's doing it with yeah. a giant Russian accent on top. So it's just, it is the yeah. most. And just like bait and tackle just straight out for everybody. Like, here it is, y'all. I know we keep talking about it, but like, oh my God. <laughs> I can't. No actor on television now would agree to be filmed like this unless they were also done through like a CRTV with like Vaseline on the front because like, yeah. there's you don't, you it's don't not see it's, anything. It can never be upgraded. No. We can't get the 4K version. It we can't. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Possible. I am a 36 year old woman. I think if I saw the 4K version, it would make me cry. It would make me upset. I'd be like, I can't look at that. I can't. It's, too, it's, too much. <laughs> it's so beautiful. It's, I don't. No, know it would I'm be upsetting. At. I'm like, it's <laughs> too much. It's too much. I didn't. <laughs> anyway, now that everybody's left the podcast to go YouTube, Nudity. that. <laughs> please, You're please. Welcome. I'm not crazy. This is not like this is not like him wearing like baggy Bermuda shorts and us being like, oh my god, care. No, this is like. No. It is viscerally upsetting. There is too much ball. It yeah, for the much. self-admitted most clothed person on TV to have a thing where he's like white tights, no underwear. Oh, yeah. There's nothing under those tights. Yeah. It is just. No. I mean, there's something under the tights. There's something under the tights, but it's not underwear. <laughs> for a man for a man who is not a never nude, this would be a lot. For a man who is a never nude, it's just it sort of feels like, is this what you want? Like, I'm giving it to you. And I'm like, No. <laughs> Sir, no, I didn't want this. Put it away. <laughs> I can't. 
it hurts my eyes. <laughs> Give this man some shorts. It's too much. <laughs> you can't go no. back. You can't go back. Once you've seen it, you can't go back. I've seen things I can't unsee. Anyways, he's my father's age. Anyways. Not when he filmed this, he wasn't. No, he was our age when he filmed this. Anyways. Anyways, so I'm we're only surprised. 10 minutes into this episode. This is going to be like a 19 hour long. <laughs> this was the most important scene. This was the most important scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we had to dwell. So he it's comes fine. out, full on kisses her hand while making just complete eye contact, which is a move. It's a move. So he's he's like, um, look, I want yeah, to defect. Weird. I want to defect with my sister, but I can't just go to the authorities because they have my sister and they're going to send me back to Russia and they're going to send me to Siberia as a punishment. Um, and so they're talking about, they're like glasnost, which I had to look up because I, I didn't know it. So glasnost is like a policy of openness in Russia or like I, I in um, the Soviet Union at the time that this was happening. So this is actually, so the Soviet Union, um, the fall of the Soviet Union is, I believe, 1991. And this episode is 1988. So we are like right at the very end of, of the Soviet Union. So he's like, he's like, I know you're going to ask me about glasnost. It means that like, it doesn't mean that I can't leave. He goes, it means that there's no reason for me to leave. So if I leave, they're going to like smuggle me back and stick me in Siberia. So it's, the Glasnost is bullshit, basically. So he's like, just help yeah. me get Anna out. Like I need, she is being held by Takovich. Like I got to get her. And then like once I have her, then I can go to the authorities. But like before I have her, I can't do anything because they'll hurt her. Like if I, if I go to the authorities, if I defect on my own, they'll kill my sister. They'll, they'll hurt her. They'll stick her in Siberia. Like whatever. So... He's like, please help me. So Christina is like uh, a fucking sucker and also a little bit brain dead from just getting full on gear and tight stick. So she's like, absolutely, I will help you. So what does Gare do? He does, sorry, Garasimov, it's Gare. Let's be honest, it's Gare. Yeah. So um, he immediately goes and like double key, double yeah, cheek kisses scary. her. And I'm like, okay. So it sets up the theme of the episode, which is um, to get whatever he wants. He just starts making out with this woman and kissing her and flattering her and like whatever will help. And then it's it's interesting, right? Because he is his character is like sympathetic because you know like he wants to he wants to live in freedom and he wants to get his sister out. He wants to help his family, but like at the same time, he's the least trustworthy character in this whole thing. Like whatever I have to do and whatever I have to say to get what I want, I am going to do it. So like that's you start to see that theme like right at this moment because it's kissy kissy kissy. Oh, yeah. you're going to help me? Great, double kissy to like really seal that in your brain that you want to help me. So. Um, Mike asks Gare about money because yeah. he's a PI. He does this stuff for money. And Gare pretends not to understand him because Mike is even like, uh, rubles? Do you have rubles? And Gare's like, Barney yeah. rubles? Haha, it's funny joke. And then like leaves. And I'm like, okay. So that's the other running theme of this episode is I'm going to do whatever yeah. I have to do to get what I want. And if you're not doing what I want you to do, I'm going to pretend that all of a sudden I don't speak English. And like, rubles is not English. Rubles, <laughs> rubles is Russian. Like you understood that. Yeah. <laughs> Barney Rubles? Ah, they just leaves. <laughs> so fucking the jokes in this episode are so dumb and like cringy. Anyways, so okay, so Mike is like, okay, I'm gonna figure out what happened to his sis to Gare's sister Anna, and to do that, I'm gonna go to the theater because I guess I guess they're it's not just like a one night only ballet. They're gonna they're there for a little while, so they're rehearsing in the middle of the daytime. And so he's like, I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna ask around and like maybe I'll figure out what happened to his sister. So he's like, I'm going to use my acting skills because I am an actor. And I'm just like, okay, maybe I haven't seen the show. Maybe you'll be like a good actor and I'll be like impressed. And it'll be like one of your skills that helps you be a good PI. Like I can see subterfuge, like it's subterfuge, basically acting. That'll help you being a PI. Like, great. Fucking no. Yeah. And again, I can't tell if the show knows that they're dumb or not. 
but I feel like the show does not know that they're dumb and it's fucking painful to watch. So he shows up, he slicks his hair back, he sticks on glasses, and he calls himself Joe DiMaggio. And I'm like, even the Russian guy knows who Joe DiMaggio is, you fucking dipshit, whatever. So he shows up and he's like, hi, I'm a reporter for Contemporary Dance Magazine. And actually, like, this is like a very specific reference, but have you seen Little Shop of Horrors, either the movie or the play or any, anything? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen the movie. So you know how, like, everybody who plays Seymour Krellborn in Little Shop of Horrors, like, they have to sort of, they have to do, like, nerd voice. They don't have to, but they always end up doing, like, like, whiny nerd voice. I swear to God, that is what Mike does. That is what the Mike character does. He's just like, oh, I'm a nerd and I work for a magazine. And I'm just like, okay, you're supposed to be, like, a great actor. But, okay, I see now why your fake TV show inside this other crappy TV show was canceled, sir. But whatever. Yes. Yeah. So... He shows up and he goes to rehearsal and he asks um, the other ballerinas about Anna and they're all like, oh, we can't talk to you because they will send us to the gulag. Bye. So they all run off. Takovich is there. And Takovich is like, uh, you're not supposed to be here. This is a closed rehearsal. Um, and so he like tries to ask Takovich questions about Anna and Takovich is like, do you have an appointment? Like, did you, did we schedule this? Like, like the questions a normal human being would ask if you randomly showed up and were like, I'm here for my interview. And they're like, what interview? So it's like, Okay. Which then makes me think, like, maybe the show knows that they're not good at this because it's like a human person asking the human person questions while Mike is being dumb. I don't think there's an answer to this question. I know. I know. But I I can't not think about it. I think the answer is the show only lasted two years. But Forever Night only lasted three years. So, like, it doesn't necessarily mean quality, but maybe in this case. Well, it just, it's, it's, you know what it reminds me of, actually? Do you remember when mm. we watched um, the finale of um, the Frankie Drake Mysteries and we were like, are are the characters dumb? Is the show dumb? Do the characters think they're smart? Does the does the sorry does the show know that they're dumb? Yeah. yeah. Well, how like, are we supposed you, to like, fall here? What do you yeah. think of this character at this time? Are they smart or are they dumb? And like where it's not clear what the show thinks, and that's kind of what this show feels like. Like, do you think that he's a good actor? Yeah. Maybe if we watch this entire series we would get an idea but i don't think there's it's answerable from one episode yeah well but like i said there was that one there was that article online where the person had like seen the whole series and was talking about it and seemed to think that the characters were smart and i was like yeah well maybe they maybe in a broad sense because like if you watch forever night and you only watched vampire dog that gives you a sense of the show that is not accurate to the show yeah that's you know what i mean i know what you're saying i know it's just it's like you know what i'm saying it's weird to yeah i feel like it's, a, it's not just a problem that this show has. It's not just a problem that Frankie, uh, Frankie Drake has. And I said Frankie Knight, Jesus. That, um, it, But it feels like maybe for a lot of shows, it's a problem <laughs> that a lot of shows have where it's like, are these characters smart? Are they dumb? Are they like geniuses? Are they morons? Are they like... Because if it changes like by the situation and if it's not clear what the show thinks of them... Like you could have a great show that like knows this character is a dummy. It's just bad writing. Yeah. Yeah, that's sort of, that's what it feels like it is. Just like, I, yeah, yeah I don't know if you know what writing. this character is supposed to be, but it's weird to watch it from the outside and like not know how I'm supposed to feel about the character. Anyways, so Takovich is like, you're a loser, leave. Yeah. So um, I literally wrote in my notes, I was like, maybe the secret theme of the show is that the characters are very dumb, but they think they're smart because they used to play PIs on TV. Unclear, which is kind of how we land on this, I guess. So anyway, so Gare's looking mm. for his sister. While this is happening, the KGB yeah. is looking for Gare. So Cousin Lou, the police officer, gets approached by both the KGB and the Canadian feds, or I guess the North American generic feds, who are all trying to find 
scare for like different reasons, yeah, but basically yeah. like overall to to stop like a big international incident. So they're all like circle drinking each other, trying to figure out like what's going on and where Gare is. Um, and Lou is like not taking any of this seriously, and he's just like like this guy will he's either here to defect or he's not. Or he's like with a fan, so like we'll we'll figure it out. Like it's not a big thing, and he doesn't get why the KGB are like losing their goddamn minds, and why the Canadian feds are like, if the KGB is losing their minds, we're all gonna lose our minds. So like let's figure this shit out. And Lou is like, eh. Lou is like, not. I feel like in general in this show he's not laid back, but in this one scene he's like, I don't really give a shit about like a fucking Russian ballerina, whatever. So yeah, you're not selling me on why I care. Yeah, exactly. You're not selling me on why I care is accurate. So um, the other thing that we noticed while watching this one scene at the police station was because it was very much of its time. The police station, um, there are a lot of people who have been arrested, like being being booked. Every single person being booked is a sex worker. A sex worker. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, the 80s. When that was the only crime, like I was sort of surprised that they didn't also have like a bunch of guys in like do rags yeah. and undershirts because it was only sex workers and drug dealers. But this episode only sex workers, and I was like, <laughs> okay, this is, and they're all dressed so stereotypically. Yeah. It is. It was like a lot. Even it, this show, this is painful. The show. Yeah. Yeah. It. It was a mood. Yeah. Um. So okay. So they're all trying to find Gare. Mike is also asking Lou for help. Um, at some point, Mike will tell Lou, like, hey, I've got I've got Gare here. And so then Lou is trying to juggle, like, the two different feds, the two different countries' feds on the one side with helping his cousin on the other side and trying to figure out what's going on. I will say that, like, normally I don't like when you have, like, the rando cop characters show up because they're used as, like, a get-out-of-jail-free card, like, sometimes literally, but where they don't seem to actually understand things. But in this case... Um, they're trying to get Lou to help them get into a hotel room later in the episode. And Lou is like, hey, the Fourth Amendment is a thing that exists, which is the American version. I don't, I've never practiced law in Canada. So like, I don't, I mean, I'm, there's got to be something similar about like searches and seizures. But he's like, the Fourth Amendment is a real thing. Yeah. Do I have a warrant? No, I do not. Do I have an exception to like the warrant requirement? No, I do not. And I was like, I was like, that was actually really refreshing, especially for like the 80s and like a show that literally just showed me a police station full of prostitutes. Like, thank you, sex workers. Sorry, I know that's the better <laughs> term. But like, I like, thank you for showing me a cop that like is aware that there are constraints on your power. Like that is, that's sort of rare today, frankly. So like even yeah. so getting that in a TV show in the 80s, I was like, oh, I'm being spoiled right now. Look at this. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so anyways. So like that's the, that's pretty much all that Lou is good for in this, but like Lou exists. So um, we pop back. So this okay. So the Gare and Christina moments are like the only thing to recommend this episode for. So now we have a Gare Christina moment. So Christina is um, trying yeah. to jet dress Gare in Mike's clothes, which these two actors are like not. They're not even the same height. Like they're they're very different sizes. So I'm like, how does that even work? But I guess um, for her sake and for ours, she's like, we can't. You can't just be walking around with your with your balls hanging out, man. We got to put you in people clothes. So she starts trying to dress him. You, you need pants. Yeah. Yeah, he needs pants. He needs many pants, which is maybe why he wears so many layers and everything else. He's like, I can't, I can never be this naked again. It is absolutely. It's for our protection. Oh. <laughs> uh. Yeah. <laughs> He's a giver. I close my eyes and I see those tights. I can't even. <laughs> Anyways, so. So she's trying to dress him in Mike's clothes and Gare hates it. He's like, these are all stupid. They should be Italian. And I was like, sir. Okay. So. Um, Christina is physically like she's not just giving him clothing and going I think this will fit she is physically caressing him and putting clothing on him and I'm like 
is this uh, is this how it was written in the script, or is it just kind of kind of how it played out when you guys are on set? Because like it no, is, it was totally. Ad-libbed. It is. It is. She's like, I just can't stop touching him. I don't know what is happening. That's kind of how it plays out. Yeah. So she like physically puts this collar, this, yeah. um, this uh, jacket on him, and then because it's 1988, she pops his collar, and I was like, ugh, popped collar moment. I love it. And she tells him. <laughs> She tells him how much she loves his his dancing. And I'm like, you didn't even get to see his dancing, but like, whatever. So then, because uh, this is like, like this character only exists to create sexual tension, to get favors out of other people. So immediately he's like, it is my moment. So he, so she pops his color, then he pops her color. And he does the patented gare hand face grab, which is to say he takes his giant spider hands and just both sides of her face and is like, Arr. and I was like, oh, okay. All right, I'm back into this episode. I hated it before, I'm into it now. So she, he grabs her face and he goes, yeah. you, I, wrote the, I wrote this down. I watched this episode like repeatedly so I could get the quote correct. So I'm going to do my best. <clears throat> he goes, you are beautiful. You are very, very beautiful. I am beautiful. Beautiful people should be together, no? And I was like, ah! <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> he has, so again, he's got like his, like his hands like suckered on both sides of her face and he is so close to her. And I was like, what? Yeah. What? This is the gear that we will see in every other thing that he's in where it's just like, you cannot not make it with people in everything that you're, oh, wow, sir. Okay. Yeah. So hot. Anyways, so good. So he does that. Mike catches them. So Mike walks and I'm like, don't blue ball me, man. Right before the kids have, like, come on, come on. I have so few needs. So he comes in, he catches them. um, And I wrote like, it's sort of um, a secret characteristic that we've been noticing in some of our, in some of the shows we've been watching, where you have a confused former boyfriend or husband finding Gare with their woman and realizing it's too late for them. I'm going to call it the oh shit moment, which we saw (laughs) <laughs> which we saw in the um, the scavenger hunt episode of Littlest Hobo that you mentioned earlier, where that guy yes. who is maybe boyfriend, maybe wants to be yep. boyfriend, where he like sidles in the middle of the screen and he's like, uh, what's going on here? Because I see a woman and I see Gare and they're within 10 feet of each other. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, it's, it's oh, shit moment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. So yeah. down, man. Yeah, you're never you're never getting your ex-wife back, sir. That is that ship has sailed. So um, Mike and Christina leave to confer. They like leave the room because you can't have a thought or a conversation in a room where, where Gary's standing there with his pop collar. No, this is not <laughs> the zone of no thoughts. I swear to God. So he's like, let's go into the hallway where like we can <laughs> breathe without whatever like pheromones are shooting off this man. So um, this episode is very <laughs> weird, right? Because they're both PIs. And you think that, like, that's that's your whole career. So, like, you, I mean, this is kind of what you do for work. But they keep almost quitting helping Gare, like, over and over again. They're like, we tried nothing. We're out of ideas. Like, repeatedly. And I'm like, but isn't the whole point of you that you're a PI? And, like, this is, I mean, if you're like, I'm going to quit because he's not paying us. Like, that's that seems like a legitimate thing. But they're just like, we're confused. I don't know. So, um. I mean, that's probably the real reason. But, yeah. So, Mike is like, what the hell was that with him? Like, grabbing your face and getting all in there. And she's like, uh, he is an artist. And I was like, that wasn't even in the script, man. That was just ad. That is just accurate. That is just, <laughs> that's just how he lives. So, she's like, Gear told me his whole life story. An and it turns out that it's the story of Moses. <laughs> he, she's like, he was put into a basket and sailed down the Volga River. And Mike because- is like, that's, are you fucking kidding me? Like, are you this dumb? 
So it's the first, like, the first overt hint that he's just saying whatever he's going to say and, like, doing whatever he's going to do just to get his sister back. Like, he's just, whatever bullshit I have to give out. So, um, yeah. the, and then once anyone catches on to him, he makes out with them and they immediately black out because that's how it happens in real life. And then they just, they just go, they just start yeah. from there. So anyways, so Mike goes back in there, calls Gare on his BS, and Gare immediately figures out how he's going to get Mike. Mike used to be an actor and wants to be an actor again. And I have an amazing life story. Like, ding, ding, ding. So he's like, um, hey, what if I give you the rights to my to make a movie or a TV show, whatever you want, about my life and my daring escape from the Soviet Union and how I, like, try and save my sister. And then uh, Mike, who is very bad at being a PI and very much wants to not be a PI anymore, is like, all right, keep making out with my ex-wife. This is great. So... Um, this will happen yeah. repeatedly. So anytime that anyone wants to stop helping Gare or they suggest going to the feds or going otherwise public um, or th- doing anything that is not immediately in Gare's interest, he makes out with Christina and he tells Mike about the movie that they're going to make and they both just black out and they're back on board. Like this this show is like repetitive. It happens over and over yeah. again. So anyways, that's a gist. A lot. So Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Like I feel like this show, minutes. if you told me this episode was 30 minutes or three days long, I would believe you both times. Like, I don't. Yeah. So, Gare will have... Both, both ways. Yeah, it's accurate. Uh, five separate attempts to get his sister. So, I'm going to run through them real quick because, like, it doesn't actually matter. But so, <laughs> this, so, anyway, so he's like, he's got them on board. We're going to try and find the sister. They've already gone to the ballet and the ballet was no help. So... Now they're like, well, maybe they sent Anna back to Russia. Like, they just stuck her on our plane. They stuck her back to, to Russia. And Gare's like, no, they're not going to take her back to Russia. They, she's here as bait for me. Like, they need her Like they need her safe. They need her here. Otherwise, like, they're not going to be able to control me anymore. Um, so <laughs> I literally rolled it right out. Gare lays out the charm offensive because Christina can't even hear Mike because she's just staring at Gare. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, and this is the scene where, um, where Mike um, has been. So, Garrett like is gets Mike back on board with talking about the movie again. And so, Mike goes, "What's mine is yours." While both of them stare at Christina, and I'm like, "Well, that's gross." I mean, she's into it, but gross is fucking hell. Anyways, um, it was important for me to track every horny, sweaty moment, and I feel like this is horny, sweaty adjacent. So, uh, this is exactly yeah, this is correct. Why we have this so, anyways, so yes. five separate times mm. in this between one hour and three day long episode for him to get his sister back. So episode number one, he's like, so he sneaks off to call the KGB handler for his first attempt at doing exchange. He has a secret ring, which as we know from Frankie Drake is just a thing that happens with Gare. He has rings with secrets in them. Um, and his secret ring, uh-huh. he like, it, it's a it's like a double secret ring and has two secrets. So the ring, like the, the outside, the face of the ring, he sticks it in um, an ink pad, which is just lying around as one has um and then he rolls it on a piece of paper and the and it turns out that there's a phone number like embossed into the ring so that's how he knows how to call his handler so he calls the handler later we're going to find out that inside the ring is microfiche with some kind of secret information that would be very embarrassing to takovich if it got out and like by embarrassing i mean i think they mean they will shoot takovich if it gets out um and that gear as part because yeah. he's like a famous ballerina he's been able to get through customs um internationally without a lot of of muss and fuss because i think he just stares at people and kisses them and they all black out and he walks right through customs as he does um and yes. so he's been able to like bring packages back and forth and so i don't know if they mean like actual packages and microfiche or he just is referring to the microfiche with packages but he can he can bring secret stuff back and forth um internationally through customs and no one bugs him um and um if this ring falls into someone else's hands, the Soviet Union will be embarrassed. So this is his magic, his magic ring with two secrets, because you know, let's just combine that. So yes, 
he um, calls his his handler and he's like, um, let's like, I want to, where's my sister? Like, I want, like, let's meet at the bookshop because there's like one bookshop in all of Toronto that they meet at. We're going to make this happen. So they, um, when Mike and Christina come back into the room, Gary is gone. They have, there's just like a popped open window. He's like yeeted himself out the window and run down the street to the bookstore, which is amazing. <laughs> and so they're like, uh, what is going on here? So they figure out who he called by hitting the redial button. And like for a second, I was like, oh, maybe the Mike character is actually kind of smart. And Christina, the Christina character is like, he learns that he learned that from being on the TV show. And I'm like, okay, so the show itself is like undercutting whether he's smart or not. So whatever. So they're like, okay, we know, we know where he is. So they run down the street or they drive down the street to find him. They see him walking up to the bookstore and they see a bunch of um, Russians. I think this is where the Russians are walking behind him, but they see him walking down the street um, and they think the KGB is going to attack him. So they're like, get in the car. And he's like, oh shit, I don't have a fake reason for this, whatever. So he just, he jumps in the car. So the KGB guys think he's going there to meet them. They see him walking down the street and then they see him yeet himself back into a car and drive away. So they're like, not super impressed. <laughs> so then um, Mike is like, okay, like I need to get Lou involved. This is when he wanders off to go and like get Lou to help him. And he's like, look, I can't, bring Gare with me because uh, there's like feds at the police station and also if I tell Gare that I'm doing this he's like he's not going to be pro this plan like he thinks like he thinks if we talk to any authority figure at all like his sister's going to be hurt so let's distract him Christina you're a human woman go and distract him by taking him shopping so we have a beautiful 1988 mall shopping yeah. scene, which as I said to you when we watched I like miss malls I miss when malls were fun and maybe it's because I'm an old woman now and life has passed yeah. me by but like I miss I feel like malls were when the mall itself was the destination yes yeah you would go and like hang out and like you went to the mall and yeah. there were shops but as a place where you could like mall. hang out and like snack and like yeah. try on clothes and like rifle through merchandise and you just like had a good time whatever I don't know I, I miss that. I feel like we don't have that anymore, and it bums me out. But anyways, so Christina is like, okay, I, I, you know, time, just single time with me and Gare. Like, I am on it. I will distract the hell out of him. So Gare's like, Mike, give me your credit card. So he takes the credit card. Um, they go to the yeah. mall. They have clearly done a lot of shopping by the time we get back to them because Gare has, like, six package has six shopping bags under each arm. And I'm like, okay. So um, he is also eating what appears to be a very small Philly cheesesteak sandwich. And not swallowing, which yes. is important because uh, he starts, he like realizes that he needs to get away from Christina so he can do attempt number two to get to the bookstore to like meet his handler and figure out what's going on with his sister. So as he's chomping like open mouth on this fucking Philly cheesesteak, he starts distracting Christina by going, how come you're not married? A beautiful woman like you should be married and have a man. And then he kisses her with sandwich still in his fucking goddamn mouth because he chews before he kisses her and then he's chewing after kissing her. And I was like, <laughs> look, you can't win Davies. You can, you can, you, you get a pass for a lot of things. You can swallow first. But like not for meat mouth. Yeah. Like don't, don't meat mouth me. So no, it was so great. I didn't notice it until you pointed it out. And then like I couldn't not see him being like, nom, 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 nom. And I was like, oh, bleh. Philly cheesesteak with all the onions. Yep. He tasted savory. Gross. No, thank you. No. Swallow. Fucking swallow. Anyways. Like he baby birded her. Here you go. <laughs> Pre-chewed. Oh, no. What if some food went into her mouth? No, don't think about it. Don't think about it. No. Oh. She was probably, she was so out of it, she didn't know what happened. It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> it was painless. It was painless. Oh my God. Can you just imagine, like, they, they, they call cut, and afterwards she's like, why do I taste like cheesesteak? <laughs> was I eating a cheesesteak? Oh, my God. Anyways. <laughs> what just happened? 
it's funnier if they black out. Anyways, so um, yeah. she she blacks out. She's like, this is this is too fast. He's like, okay. <laughs> like immediately shuts it off again. All right, sure. Let's go back to shopping. Um, he dishes, dishes her in the jeans section so we can try and meet the KGB again. So this time he actually gets to his handler at the bookstore. The handler will not show Anna to him. The handler's like, she's here. She's like, she's safe. She's alive. But like, you're not going to see her. So Gary's like, if you hurt her, I kill you. And I was like, oh, accent acting so um they're like they're like if yeah. you get on the plane yeah, to moscow nice. and once you go back to moscow like then then like we will send her to you and like she'll be safe but you have to go back you don't get to defect and he's like um you know that secret ring with all the microfiche in it that we talked about earlier that like would be super fucking embarrassing for you i don't have it on my finger and i hid it somewhere and if i get sent back to moscow or killed or anything happens to my sister i guess the canadian feds are going to find this ring and they're gonna like know about the spying and they're gonna know about you you're gonna get in trouble so he's like i am going to give you the ring in exchange for anna we're gonna do a handoff and then we're never gonna deal with each other again we're gonna be good so um they're like okay we can't we can't argue with that so he sneaks back into the office and when they when um christina who again is mad at being left behind because it's the second time a man has just fucking yeeted away from her and left her like walking around going like hello are you hello so she's she's pissed off she gets back (laughs) um mike gets back from the police station they're like oh my god we've lost gary we've lost gary what are we gonna do they hear the tv on they go into this office and he's like sitting there with his with his super long legs up on the desk eating shit with his shopping watching tv laughing his ass off and i was like okay this feels correct so anyways she's mad she yells at gary and gary's like did i tell you how good you look and he kisses her and she's like i'm happy again i'm fine (laughs) bad feelings gone (laughs) Bad feelings gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bad feelings are gone. Memories of the last 12 hours just disappeared. Mike is like, look, you've already, like, just you gone. have nothing else to give me. Like, you, I know you're going to give me the movie, but, like, you have nothing else to, like, I, you're not going to kiss me. So he's like, I'm just going to go to the feds. Like, you are not telling us everything. Like, you're just, you're being a douche and you're kissing my ex-wife and I don't like it. So Gary's like, okay. And so he admits all the stuff that we that we already know. So he's like, I am a courier for the KGB. Here's my magic ring. They um, they don't check me at the border. And Christina, like, this is why I think she's dumb. She's like, you're betraying your country. And I'm like, uh, his country is the Soviet Union. So the opposite of what you said, but like, whatever. So um, Mike is now happy again because yeah. he's like, oh my God, like a secret spy angle. This is going to be great for the movie. So Christina has been kissed. She's happy. Mike has a good thing, has a good hook for his movie. He's happy. Um, Gare has now admitted everything going on in his life. So like, great, cool, whatever. So um, now we have our third attempt for him to get, um, for him to get Anna. So I'm like, okay, like this, uh, this show. Okay. So Gare um, and the stuntman of indeterminate origin are going to meet the KGB at the bookstore. And like, I didn't mention this earlier, but it is the grossest looking bookstore I've ever seen. Like, it looks like a real bookstore that never has been dusted even one time in the history of the bookstore being open. It just looks like it looks like exactly where the KGB would not want to meet somebody because it just looks like if anyone walks in that front door of that store, everyone on the street is going to notice because it's it's a store that like no one has ever walked inside of. Like it is it is clearly like something going on here. But anyways, they go to the world's dirtiest, grossest bookstore. The stuntman gives Gare a pill and Gare's like, oh yes, is this cyanide? And the guy's like, oh, it's peppermint. And I'm like, okay, this, are you a comedy? Are you, are you castle where you're funny but serious also? I don't know. Anyways, so Gare goes inside. So he goes up to the front of the building. He's like, I'm going to, I'm going to trade my sister for the ring. So I have the ring and there's a woman standing there next to the KGB handlers. Um, he, instead of just handing over the ring, which was the plan, Gare's like, ah, smoke bomb. 
and he throws a smoke bomb. He grabs the girl, and I was like, this show is fucking ridiculous. He grabs this girl, and then um, her her hood, she's wearing a hood, it kind of pulls back, and he's like, ah, it's, it, ah, it's not my sister. Like, no. So he throws the woman back, and he yeets himself back into the car, and they drive away again. Um, and I'm just like, okay, like, this is a lot. So now they make their fourth fucking attempt to get, the, to get Anna. And again, there are five attempts. So five fucking times. So um, the smoke bomb version didn't work. So Gare is like, I need to even know if my sister's okay. Like you said, you were going to bring her. You, we both double crossed each other. So that evens out. That's, we're both zero. So whatever. Um, I just need to know that she's fine. I, no one at the ballet will even tell me. Like they won't even talk to me. No one has seen her since the performance. So I know she's in the, she's in her hotel room. Like she hasn't left the hotel. Only the KGB are going in and out. So like we know, like we know what room she's in, but like, I just need someone to tell me whether she's okay. So we have the stuntman and Christina and Mike, and they're going to try to bluff their way into the hotel room that they have determined is the room where Sister Anna is. And the way that they do that, poor Rachel, this made you so uncomfortable. So Christina and Mike p- uh, pretend to be a biker, and then I guess a biker chick. He is called Cooter. Uh, Cooter? <laughs> Cooter. Cooter. I am sorry. I am from the American South. You cannot use that. That is cultural appropriation. <laughs> Cooter. Uh, it's not a good name. It's not great. She, I swear, I'm sure they say a name for her character at some point. I do not hear it. I keep wanting to call her Lurleen, but that's the, that's the Simpsons. That's the woman from the Simpsons. But anyways. It does not matter. So Cooter and I'm just going to call her Lurleen. Yeah. I'm going to make her Lurleen. They have, um, they've got like a lot of denim. They both have long <laughs> hair. Um, she has like that kind of 19, yeah, they both have mullets. Mullet. She has like 1980s perm mullet. It is visually mm-hmm. a lot. Um, and they both have like hillbilly biker yeah. accents is the only way I can really describe what's coming out of their mouths. So they start pounding on the door where the KGB are. And I'm like, that's a good way to get shot. They start pounding on this door and they're like, we had our honeymoon in this room and we just, we would like to see the chair where we fucked and that would be real great for us because it's our one year anniversary and the KGB are like, we don't know how to handle this because this has never happened to us in the Soviet Union. So they like basically, they try and push their way in and the KGB are like, uh, we're built like brick shit houses, no. So then Christina and Mike just start screaming their heads off in the hallway. Christina's like, I want to see the chair. And I'm like, oh, this is just gross. This is fucking, they're literally just, it's not even, because at first you're like, oh, they're just, their their thing is going to be, we just want to see the room where we had our honeymoon, like as a sweet memory. But they want to see like where no. they fucked, which they make very clear by pointing to the places. The chair where they fucked. This is gross. So they, yes. um, they're they like screaming and the KGB are like, I, just let them inside because they're screaming and they're they're bringing attention to us. So let them inside. So they come inside and they, they point to their sex chair. And I was like, that's a deal I didn't need. So um, then they try and find Anna. And Anna is sitting in the bedroom, which has its own little door. So they try and like push their way in there. And inside is Anna, the Anna body double that we met like 12 seconds ago when Garrett like grabbed her and it found out, found out that she wasn't Anna. And then Takimov and uh, Takimov and not Anna are sitting there with guns pointed at the door. And I'm like, okay. So stunt guy realizes that shit's going down. He's in the hallway. He calls Lou. Lou comes in and is like, I'm here to arrest them because I am a police officer. Okay, let me just, let me just grab them. So um, Lou is like, well, hey, while I'm here, because I'm here because uh, you guys wanted a cop to arrest these idiots, uh, may I see Anna? And Takamo's like, I am aware of American laws. So do you have a warrant? And Lou's like, no. Curses, spoiled again. So um, I was like, well, it's nice. It's nice to have something where like people know that warrants are a thing. I don't know. I enjoyed that. But anyways, so Takamo's like, I'm aware of your laws. Yeah. Uh-huh. So 
Um, so Lou is like, you've, you've foiled me again. So he takes, um, Mike, he takes Christina and they like wander off into the hallway. And I'm like, what's even the point of this? Like you could have, you could have revealed that she was in the same hotel room that she's been in this whole time, like 85 minutes ago. And we would have just gotten to the end faster, but like, whatever. So now the final attempt, we are on attempt number five to finally get Anna fucking back. So Garrett is like, um, I am going to go to the docks. I'm like, that's super specific man okay he's like i'm just gonna give myself up so he's like i am gonna show up with this with the ring but it's gonna be empty because everything has to be a double triple cross um i'm gonna show up um at the docks i'm gonna walk over to tukovich and then tukovich is gonna send anna over to you guys and like at least anna will be safe so um we have the meeting at the docks at night so it's pitch black and it's a crtv program so like we're doing the best we can to see whatever's going on we can see jack shit so the kgb gives up anna um, sends her like into the middle and then we have a guy wearing a giant trench coat and it's like even on a CRTV I can tell that's Mike and not Gare but like fucking whatever like keep the mystery so they send yes. Mike over in this giant trench yeah. coat with like a hat on and I'm like oh yeah super subtle guys even you're not even acting and you're still acting poorly but like whatever so they send so um, Anna and not Mike <laughs> sorry Anna and not Gare um, cross paths um, Anna gets over to the the side where um, Christina and Lou and like everyone else are um, and sees Gare and he's like standing there with like glasses on and I'm like do you think the Russian who's like 12 feet away from you can't see the like obvious Garrett when Davies who is not the guy walking towards them like whatever this is quality television and I am not <laughs> mad the show is canceled so Gare's like oh my sister like let's hug so then um, Mike gets to the KGB and the KGB are like you're not Gare and Mike's like that is correct and so what happens is the KGB all pull out their guns. There's like there's like 10 guys. And I'm like, that is how this ends. This ends with you getting shot in the fucking brain. But I guess um, in real life, yeah, that's how this ends. Yeah, the in end. real life. But instead, yeah. because they have Lou there um, and they have secretly like a bunch of North American police officers. And like, I feel like there was a helicopter, but I might have been hallucinating at this point. But they have like a bunch of like American cops. Um, it was this fucking was show so they have them the like pop up and they're like they're like yeah. um freeze scumbags and then the russians are all like the soviet union guys are all like we're diplomats and i'm like well, some of you are diplomats but some of you are bodyguards for diplomats and i feel like that might be different but anyways you're all pointing guns at people which i feel like is a no-no even though i will say i'm not fully versed on like diplomatic immunity but i feel like um they're allowed to stop you from shooting a guy in the face i feel like that's maybe an exception so they um so lou is like stop it and the yeah. russians are like ah foiled again and then um they arrest all of the all the russians um all the soviet diplomats and uh gare and his sister anna get to be together uh and everyone's happy and then so we cut to the next day where mike is like i'm gonna be an actor again i'm gonna make money i'm not gonna have to be a bullshit pi like this is great so um gare shows up <laughs> looking like the newest hollywood man ever i don't like he looks like he's just like made his millions so he shows up with his sister um and and um mike is like i have the contract right here for you to sign like that gives me the right the um life story rights um for for like to make a movie or a tv show like i just need you to sign off um and gare's like uh did we did we agree to that and mike is like yes we fucking agreed to that and gare's like um you know i just talked to an agent and he said that any contract not written on paper the paper yeah worth the paper it's written on and yeah. i was like touche <laughs> i love that you have you have <laughs> tried to fuck christina this entire episode and now the person that you have actually fucked is mike like just chef's kiss just beautiful congrats, congrats. and then uh like yeah 
And you're like, oh, it was all a long con. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. It was a long con of every single person in this. So Mike did not get paid. He did not get the life rights. His yeah. wife um, is never going to look at him the same way again because she's gotten one whiff of gear. And so her her world has changed. Um, and then it turns out that like, so earlier yeah. in the episode when they're um, when they're all dressing gear, Christ- Christina gave gear one of Mike's old t-shirts. And Mike was like, yeah, I'm fine with you having it because you're going to give me your life story rights. And so now Christina's like, get that shirt back. Get that shirt back. And I'm like, first off, it's an ugly ass shirt. Like, no. But um, they try and get the shirt back. And then it's like Ethiopia. Isn't it Ethiopia? It is Ethiopia. It is the Ethiopian flag on a very white T-shirt, which. It's just a regular white T-shirt. Yeah. So they're like, can we get it back? And Garrett's like, oh, you gave it to me. So peace out. And I'm like, oh, and he even took your fucking dollar store shirt. Man, he fucked both of you and took your dollar store shirt and left. He took everything. He paid them nothing he got them embroiled in the kgb like he almost got them killed by the kgb he maxed out his credit card yeah he goes oh it doesn't work anymore and gives it back to him they say no money left it's fine (laughs) and then he just disappears into the night like thanks y'all bye tomorrow we are meeting with a man from william morris agency i think okay goodbye (laughs) like Wow. This is the most yeah. fucking I think I've ever seen from Gare, where no one actually gets fucked at the end. It is emotional fucking. This is the most Gare. Yeah, this was this he he felt like he'd come to he'd bloomed completely. He'd come to full fruition yes. because we got everyone told him he was pretty. He mentioned that he himself was pretty. He called other people pretty. He made out to get what he wanted. He did the hands, the spider hands on the face. Um, I think we even got a couple of eyebrows. We got a couple of I'm in on the joke and you're not in on the joke, but I love you anyway. Eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we we might have gotten the eyebrows. It was so blurry at like for most of this episode that like the fact that he had a, a visible face. I, I believe you. I'm just saying, like, I couldn't, I couldn't see. Oh, we got the eyebrows. Because it was did. just, I, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't looking at his face. <clears throat> we got the, you know, I'm pretty and I'm doing things to you, like, emotionally and physically right now smile. The, like, you know, the smile, the charm smile. We got that at least twice. Yeah. There was quite a few good character characteristics yeah. going on in this. There, it was full, full, uh, full charisma. <laughs> I, you know, you're so proud of yourself for charisma. Uh, but used used for nefarious yeah. purposes. Like he clouds <laughs> men's minds. He like, and the, it was like a Jedi mind tricks, but it was like sex Jedi mind tricks. You know, there's definitely like a porno called sex Jedi mind tricks, right? It was good. I mean, the episode was trash, but that was good. <laughs> I mean, there will be soon. Yeah. Our one fan will make it, I'm sure. <laughs> Shout out again to our one person listening to this. What up? Um... I f- you know what's funny? So I feel like, you know, when we get to the, to the end and we're both like, we're both doing our ratings and I always rate like the, the program itself and you rate like the characteristic, like the gear content. I feel like I always rate yeah. the program itself higher than you rate the gear. Because like for a lot of the stuff we have, like gear's in it, but he's not like the main guy. So like he's not like the most. I feel like, and you'll, you'll tell me in a second whether I'm wrong. I feel like this is going to be our first reverse flip where like, even though the gear content in this was amazing and astounding and a little bit blinding, I feel like I did not enjoy the episode yeah. on the whole because it was so meandering and repetitive. Oh, it was trash. It trash. It was just it's yeah. It, it was pretty it was a dumpster fire. But like the gear moments were amazing. It's not the, it's not the worst thing we've watched. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. No, you're in it for gear. 
The gear stuff was so good. Yeah, you're in it for gear. You don't know what's happening. It doesn't matter. You're yeah. just in it for gear. Yeah. It's but I feel like my yeah. rating, because I locked myself into the rating system of like the overall quality of the program, out of 10, four and a half. I'm going to give it like a four and a half out of 10. Four and a half sloppy wet kisses out of 10. Ooh. With the, the caveat that like, oh. I would have given this like a one or a, not a zero, because that's mean. I would have given this like a one. The other three and a half are just for the Garrett content because the Garrett content was so fucking funny and mm. unabashedly sexual in a way that was astounding for a program that I I know I know this was not like an HBO two a.m. program, so like this this had to have been seen by human people during the daytime, and for the amount of full frontal ball yeah. that we got, I was really and and like and the characteristics <laughs> and the characteristics, ball. but like for yeah. all of that being like a daytime program like i was astounded but like that is all that gets me to like the rough like that just pulls me just up to the edge of a four and a half out of ten because this was otherwise so yeah. stupid and like i say like i i get frustrated when i'm watching or reading something and i'm like i can't tell if you know that your character is dumb or if you think the character is smart but you're just also dumb and you don't know what a dumb character looks like so what yeah. would you, what, so prove me wrong. What would you rate this as a characteristic? I mean, we're going five raised <laughs> eyebrows out of five because we got full dick. I mean, we got like, he wasn't naked, he wasn't but he might as naked. well have been naked. And then we got like, we pretty much got it all. I mean, we got the making out with like immediately making, like immediately zooming in on the one female in his presence and just like <laughs> almost get that. Like, that's mine already. Look at it. This is mine. And then he's so assured of his seduction of her. He doesn't even fucking <laughs> swallow his sandwich before he so before he kisses her. He also just, like, pokes her sunglasses. And she's like, oh, yes, yes, I will take those off. And, like, removes her sunglasses. He didn't even tell her to take them off. He's just like, the sunglasses. And she's like, oh, yeah, no, no, I'm, they're coming off right now. You want, my, you want me to take my pants off, too? Already off. Right. I didn't even wear underwear. <laughs> Not a problem. So I know we're in the middle of a shopping mall, but like, that's fine. That's fine. That's cool. Yeah. I think this was the most. I mean, we did the, the Littlest Hobos where he's like one. He's portrayed as older than he is in the other one. But even in both of those, even when he's unabashedly flirting with the female character, it's very much of like a PG. Like we might go hold hands and walk on the beach after this. Yeah. And we did Deadly Harvest where he got nothing. Like, he just, I don't know how they restrained him. They must have sedated him between takes. It's the only thing I can think of. Well, there were no women who weren't his sister on that show movie. And that's why the world ends. That's why everyone goes crazy and starts fighting each other with farm implements. Because Gare didn't get what Gare normally needs to get. So the whole world just collapsed. I mean, that's, yeah. That's that's actually that's true, <laughs> and we've we <laughs> we've done a couple where he's a side character and he's in it very minimally. Like it feels like when he is a guest star, he's often not like a very present guest star. He's like I set up the plot and then I show up for the resolution, but I'm not in the middle. And this was his most involved guest star role where he got to be yeah. full gear, like the whole time. And so I'm gonna go five. I'm going to go five where he's eyebrows out of five. It was a trash television show. You just watch it for Gare. For Gare and the the commercials that were helpfully left in so you can watch. I thought it was a spoof commercial when we were first watching and I first watched it because I was like, oh, a commercial. Oh, it must be like, remember yeah. when Saturday Night Live would do a spoof commercial and then the regular commercials? I was like, oh, this will be funny. Maybe they did spoof commercials as part of no. this. No, it's just straight. 
1988 commercials. I I really enjoy. I don't know why I like just enjoy old timey. Ad, I not, like, not old timey, but like I like seeing old advertisements. I just I think it's really interesting to see kind of like yeah. where the culture is at any given moment and like how they were selling things and like what they were selling and what their concerns were and and they're they're ephemeral. I mean, they're a thing that gets made and then. I mean, unless they're like iconic, they just get, they just disappear. So it's always fun to go back and see these things that are supposed to be just like puff and gone. Yeah. Kind of like Gare in this episode. Well, like clearly like Christina has no recollection of any of her conversations with him like during the course of the show because like the no. second she's angry. That no, week yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. Did I go see the ballet? No, nah, hon. No, we, yeah. we couldn't make the ballet. Don't, don't worry about it. No. Yeah. No, don't worry I think about it's, it. It's fine. Where's your Ethiopia shirt? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. I, I never had an Ethiopia shirt. How dare you? I And I think so like <laughs> the one thing that we haven't talked about that we were going to like address maybe a little bit is it's interesting to me that we have this show that's like 36-ish years old and the whole plot of this episode is a ballerina trying to escape from the Soviet Union and now we're 36 years later and the fall of the Soviet Union seems to be one of the major causes of the fighting between Russia and Ukraine. And this past week, there was a second, there was another Russian ballerina who um, had to defect to England because she spoke out about the fighting in Ukraine. Like she spoke against Putin, essentially. Um, and her life was in danger. And she had to yeah. basically defect the same way that Gare's character did 36 years ago. So I thought... Like, it's, it's interesting to me, like, this this episode is, like, not great television, but in terms of, like, a cultural artifact to see what was going on in the world and the sort of disheartening fact that, like, we're in kind of the exact same world situation, at least in terms of, in terms of Russia and Eastern Europe. Like, it's, it's interesting and disheartening at the same time that, like, how little has how changed. How much and yeah. how little has Well, and changed. the fact that, like, the... Like yeah. the the big the big social political like fears from 1988 are like they've led into the problems of 2024. Like it's all like a big continuum. Um, I don't know. It's it's interesting and disheartening like all at the same time. It's like it's and then to see like the like that there's in fact like another ballerina who just who like just did the same thing Gare's character did. Um, liter- actually, literally, literally. I'm sure there was no smoke bombs. I mean, maybe there were smoke bombs. I don't know. Uh, not, not as far as I could tell from that one article. But um, I like to think that perhaps there were. I like to imagine. But um, I will. Yeah, you know what? Let's just let's yeah. go with that. So I'll um, when we post this on Instagram, I I will post some links if anyone feels like donating something to um, to help Ukraine at all. I'll post some. I'll like do some research and see if I can find some. Um, reputable charities just i mean we talked about like with vampire dog we felt gross about vampire dogs we're gonna do our 5k for multiple sclerosis and so we've now (laughs) done an episode all about um a russian ballerina trying to escape russia slash the soviet union so um it seems only meet and just to it seems fair yeah plus it's a good cause it didn't go away just because we stopped talking about it so so yeah. on that note, I, I mean, like, don't actually watch this episode, but like, if you want to go to YouTube and like, just maybe fast forward to Gare being the gariest Gare who's ever Gared, like, I, I would support that. But don't focus on the highlights. Don't suffer. We do this professionally. Don't, don't suffer as we have. 
We're professionals. <laughs> so on that note. <sighs> Remember, don't be a narc. Well, that ship has <laughs> sailed. I think it's a good tagline and I'm sticking to it. Don't be a narc. The guy from Monsters Madness and Magic is talking to Gare and has told us that he's going to tell Gare that we exist. So We'll just see what happens. Even if no one else is a narc, the narking has happened. Oh, God, I can't. He needs to not. What if he listens to this episode? So this is this is, <sighs> this is is your cue. Download all these episodes in case we get ordered to take <laughs> them down. <laughs> oh, my God. He's going to send us a cease and desist letter and be like, stop talking about my balls on the internet. No. Come on. This is a it's a comedy podcast for one thing and it's for the love of it's, the gear. It's, so, I mean, come it on. is done it is done with love. Uh but if I thought he was going to listen to it, it would have been done with a modicum of shame and restraint, which we haven't had this entire time. No, it would not have. No, no, no. Don't lie to yourself. If I thought he was going to listen, no, I I am not lying to myself. I thought he would never know that we existed. So, until next time remember nobody else narc no 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 just let him forget about it let's put it that way shh shh don't don't bring it up again <laughs> bye <laughs>